to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Oh my gosh, I have never been more excited to record a podcast episode than I am in this current moment. I have been waiting so long to share this with you, and it has been the hardest part, no joke, about this journey, has been waiting to tell you about it because... We talk multiple times a week. I'm always sharing what's going on in real time. I like talking about what I'm navigating in real time, and I haven't been able to, but I am pregnant, and I'm so freaking excited to bring you on this journey to let you know what's been going on and all the things at the time of this recording when I'm actually recording this, which is the Friday before it comes out on Tuesday, I am 12 weeks pregnant. I knew literally right away, so it's been eight weeks that I have not been able to share this with you, and I'm sure some of you, especially if you follow me on social media, you maybe like had an inkling of what was going on, but... Holy shit, I can't wait to dive into everything with you. Oh, I'm so excited. But before we fully get into everything, I just also want to acknowledge that I am so hyper aware, especially because of the work that I do and the people that are in this community, that news like this and hearing things like this and seeing announcements like this online can be extremely triggering and upsetting for you. And I don't want you to think that I am not aware of that. I'm extremely aware of that. Even sharing it with certain family members that I know have been struggling was something that was really difficult for me to do. And I've felt all the feels about even putting an announcement up online and talking about this with you because I I really know that I don't want to be just another reminder of you maybe not being pregnant or just another person where you're seeing an announcement and you're wishing that that was your announcement. So I just want to acknowledge that I know that that might be what you're feeling. And I want you to know that I have like been going back and forth in my head about, of course, I'm going to talk about it, but also like, should I put a trigger warning before I put an announcement and just all these things that have been going through my head. And at the end of the day, what I realized is that I feel like it is my responsibility to show you what's possible and to hope that if this is triggering for you, that you take this as a point of what's possible for you. Um, because this wasn't supposed to be easy for me. And we're going to talk about how it happened and when it happened and all that stuff in a second. But I want to talk to you about how it wasn't supposed to be easy for me to get pregnant. If you're new to this podcast and you maybe don't know, I have, well, I'll say it in the intro, but I have PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And whenever you have PCOS and you go to the gynecologist, they always say, okay, come back when you're ready to start getting pregnant. We'll put you on Clomid. We'll start IVF. Like that's always the conversation that's around it because a huge thing with PCOS is not ovulating and having it be a hard time getting pregnant. Um, my husband, also Chris, he's older. He's 41. So it's not supposed to be easy for us. His sperm count is supposed to be going down. Like all these things are quote unquote stacked against us. And it might look easy that, oh, we got pregnant on the very first try 
that we actually tried to get pregnant. And I'm going to, I'm going to walk you the whole, whole thing. So don't worry, but I want to start with this. So it might look easy on the outside, but that's because of the seven years of preparation that I've put into my body and my health and my hormones. And specifically the last five years of intentionally living in a way to actually support my PCOS. That is why we easily got pregnant on the first try. That is part of it. I truly believe part of pregnancy is a miracle, is divine timing. Like I am fully a believer of that. And also a large part of it is what you and your partner do to support yourself. Because not only have I been living in this way for seven years of really diving into my health, the last five specifically to really hone in on my PCOS, but my husband also, Chris, for the last four years, we've been preparing his body. I've been putting him on a step one protocol since like we started dating literally over four years ago now. He is super active. He eats really well. He eats mostly plant-based diet like I do. Like we are very intentional about our health. And I know that that is a huge part of why this was easy for us. So I want to just preface that because it looks like it's easy on the outside, but what you don't see are the seven years of work that has been put into this. And that doesn't mean that you have to wait seven years to have a baby and you have to put in all this work. It doesn't have to take that long. It took that long for me because I didn't know what I was doing, but I'm just saying that's the point of it, that all these years of me doing these things paid off and I'm just proof of that. And that's what I want you to see is that I'm proof of what's possible when you follow this method, when you know how to support your PCOS, if you do have PCOS or your endometriosis or just your health in general, your hormone imbalances, how your partner is able to support himself. This is the outcome of it because if I did not put this work in, I 100%, I know for a fact that it would not have happened for us right away. I know that for a fact because five to six years ago, I didn't even have a period. I wasn't ovulating for over a decade. I ovulated maybe three times a year. Then I had no no period, no ovulation for a full two years. And if I didn't get that under control, that would have still been my story. I wouldn't have even known when to have sex to get pregnant. I wouldn't have even known if I was ovulating. I would have not, none of it. I would have literally had to go to the doctor, start IVF, start a Clomid. And I'm not saying that IVF is bad. I'm going to be talking more about that on here of like my thoughts on it and and all of that, not going to do that in this episode. But I just wanted to start this episode with that because I know how triggering it can be. And I don't want to act like I'm just like, oh, like this is so amazing. Everybody's going to be happy for me. Like I, I, I am aware of that. So I just wanted to start this episode with that um, before we get into all the nitty gritty details. And I'm sharing, I shared it on my Instagram. If you're, if we're connected on Instagram at Corinne Angelica, you maybe already saw the announcement that I put out yesterday. I'm going to share all the behind the scenes that has been going on on Instagram, like pictures and all that stuff. So if you want to see all of that, definitely go over to my Instagram to see all of that. But one of the things that was so hard during this time was not being able to talk to you about it in real time because nobody really talks about the first trimester. And the reason why I waited until I was 12 weeks to tell everybody is for obvious reasons, right? Like there's so many things that can happen in the first trimester. Obviously miscarriages can happen and all of that. And 
It's not like I wouldn't have told you if I, you know, God forbid, did have a miscarriage. Of course, I would have shared about that. I, it's again my responsibility to talk about that, especially with this platform that I have and this community that I have. So I 100% would have told you, but I didn't want to have to navigate that in real time with thousands and thousands of people. I wanted to, if that did happen, share it with you from a place of where it was now a more healed wound uh, instead of something that like was just just happening in real time. So that's why I waited. But we're 12 weeks. We just went to our 12-week sonogram the other day. Everything is amazing. We are not finding out the sex of the baby. Um, so it's going to be a surprise, although I am like 90% sure that it's a girl. We'll talk about that in a second as well. Um, so but when I was going through this, I had so many podcast ideas and topics I wanted to talk about because nobody talks about the first trimester for the reason of why I didn't bring it up because people are afraid to tell anybody about it because it's such a you know delicate time, miscarriages can happen and all of that. But I really want to be very open and transparent of not only the physical things that were going on in the first trimester, but also the mental and emotional things that were going on because it's not talked about. So my plan was during the first trimester, I was going to record episodes and then release them after I announced it. However, which we're going to get into, your girl was tired, okay? The fatigue in the first trimester is real. If you have ever been pregnant or maybe you're currently pregnant or in your first trimester, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm going to do a whole episode on it. So I did not have the capacity to record extra episodes because I just physically didn't have the energy for it. And it doesn't seem like recording a podcast episode is energy intensive, but it is because I'm using energy to talk to you. Because if I was just like sitting here like this, talking to you and just like blah, 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 like how boring is that? Also, I just don't talk like that. So anyway, I I just didn't have the capacity for it. During the first... so. Well, all right, let me, let me back it up. Let me tell you when I found out all the things and then I'll get into more of the details of it. So I found out on October 5th that I was pregnant and I knew before I even took a pregnancy test because as you know, obviously I always track my basal body temperature. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I'm hoping that you're tracking it too. I've been tracking mine for years. So I know that my luteal phase, which is the 10 to 14 days before your period, that is when your basal body temperature is in that higher range, about 98 to 98.8. Um, I have a whole other podcast episode on this, 123, because I'm not getting into that right now, but you could check it out if you don't know what I'm talking about with tracking-wise. But that higher temperature should stay high until you get your period, if your progesterone levels are good. My, my luteal phase is always 14 days, always, 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 always 14 days long. So I knew that... I knew it was possible that we were obviously pregnant. I knew we, I'm just going to straight up tell you, we conceived on, I think it was September 20th or September 21st. And uh, it could have been either of those days. It was a back-to-back type of thing. Um, Not because we were intentionally, we honestly were like, okay, we're going to wait to fully try until October. But for some reason that day, obviously I was ovulating and we're just in the mood. And I'm like, let's just like, whatever. Like, we don't know. Like it might take a while. Like we don't really know. So let's just, whatever, let's just do it. I'm like, Okay. So, and also this is another reason why I'm like squirreling all over the place, but you're with me. This is also why it's so important to track your basal body temperature because especially if you don't want to get pregnant, but even if you do, I usually ovulate on day 21 of my cycle. 
This was on, I ovulated early. I ovulated around day like 14 or 15, which is extremely early for me. We had sex. It was like day 12 of my cycle and I had the raw cervical mucus consistency. So I knew that it was possible, but I also was like, I never ovulate that early. Like literally never. Like, I don't think I've ever ovulated that early ever. Um, but I was like, so it might not happen, but it's not like it wasn't a big deal because we were going to be trying the next month anyway. We're like, all right, let's just try it. It's possible. I could be ovulating early, but I could just be having more cervical mucus than usual for a longer period of time. So here we go. So whatever, we had sex. I, I put it in my phone just in case because I knew that the cervical mucus was present. And then three days later, I my temperature increased and then it stayed high. So I knew I ovulated. So I was like, oh, we potentially could have just gotten pregnant. So like, let's just keep that in mind. And, but like, I felt normal. Like I felt like the usual, like luteal phase, kind of a little bit lower energy. Like I was like feeling totally normal. My, my boobs were a little sore, but I'm like, oh, sometimes I get like that before my period. So I take my, my basal by temperature in the morning. And this was the morning I was supposed to get my period and my temperature stayed high. And that was day 15 of my luteal phase. You cannot have a luteal phase longer than 14 days. If your temperature is staying higher, that means you're pregnant. So I was like, holy shit, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like I literally could not believe it. I knew it was possible. But again, in this field that I'm in and because I have PCOS and even with all the things I do, you just never know if it was going to happen right away. So I remember Chris came home from work and I was like, I think I'm pregnant. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I I'm pretty much know that I'm pregnant. I took my, I told him the whole thing. He's like, you don't know. You don't know. I'm like, okay, I'm going to Target. I got a pregnancy test, came home took the pregnancy test. Obviously it came back positive and we were just in shock for a little bit because it happened so quickly, which is amazing. And I'm not complaining about it at all. I'm so blessed for that, but it was very shocking because of how quickly that it happened. And we were just like, Oh my God, this is real. I'm going to do other episodes on like the, the mental toll that it really took where I was like, some days I was so excited, not even days, some minutes I was so excited. Other minutes I was freaking out. Other minutes I was sad. Like it was, it was intense. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about that in another episode, but that's how I knew that I was pregnant before even taking the pregnancy test. And what is crazy is before I took the test, after I took my basal by temperature, I like did my normal routine. Um, I, I think I did like a yoga workout or something like something light. I meditated and I was like, let me just pull cards. I felt like I wanted to pull cards today. So I pulled four cards and then I was like, I don't know, for some reason I just want to pull another one. So I pulled another one and it was a pregnant woman on the car. I shit you not. I took a picture of it and I'm, I posted it on social. I don't know if I did by the time that you're listening to this or not, but I'm going to share it if I didn't already. And I was like, holy shit. It was some like mother goddess or whatever. And I'm like, this is wild. So then went to Target, got the test, took the test, pregnant, all the things. So then we FaceTimed my parents and Chris's parents and my sister and and his sister and everything. So it was just, it was just wild. And I, I, it was the first trimester was I had no morning sickness. Like I'm so grateful to say that I did not have any sickness. I did not throw up. There were a couple times where I felt a little food aversions and a little nauseous at night. If I went too long without eating, which I'm going to talk about to help people who do experience nausea, because I could tell things I was doing that was helping it not come about. Um, but the fatigue was freaking real, which is why I just now made a list of all the episodes that I want to record because I could not do it in real time. I I had to prioritize 
the things that needed to get done. So it was a really big learning curve for me um, because I'm someone that always has a lot of energy. Like I'm just naturally someone who has energy. So when this was going on at first, like week four, maybe week five, it just kind of felt like like period energy or even like late luteal phase, but a little bit more tired than that. I usually didn't even feel that tired during my period. And then like week seven, week six, seven, eight, it was, I've never felt this type of exhaustion in my life. It was insane. I don't even know how to explain it. Um, and the reason why is because obviously you're growing a human, duh, but you're also growing an organ. You're growing the placenta. And the placenta is what in the second trimester takes over kind of and like supports the baby. So before the placenta is formed and taking over that energy intensive process, you're not only supporting the growth of this placenta, but you're also supporting the growth of the baby. So it's so energy intensive. And I had to really remind myself of that all the time because I was so not used to it. So I had to prioritize showing up for my clients, my client calls, the two episodes a week on this podcast. And obviously like my family, whatever, like thank God for Chris because he like really picked up the slack. Like I was just like forgetting to make him his smoothies. I was like, we're, we were ordering food out more often. I was cooking like the most basic things because I was so tired. Like it was crazy. And I'm going to talk all, all about that in other episodes, but my plan to record episodes ahead of time did not actually happen. But I just wanted to share this with you to let you know what has been going on in my world. I'm so excited to take you on this journey and really like this, oh, I've never felt more grounded and more aligned in what I'm doing on this podcast and this community and what I'm doing with my clients and really helping women activate their fertility and have a safe and healthy pregnancy. This is something I've been doing for years with my clients. Like I've helped many clients get pregnant who have had PCOS and have had endometriosis. And honestly, sometimes I would be like, oh, it's just a fluke. Like it just like happened. It wasn't because of what I did to help them. And I wasn't like fully feeling like, not that I could do it because obviously I wouldn't support a client through that if I didn't think I could do it, but it wasn't until I did it myself where I'm like, I feel so confident in helping women with this because I, I know what works. Like I know what helps. And obviously I'm not saying I'm God. There's things that go into it that are out of our control, but I'm just so excited to help more women with this and to take you through this process because I'm going to be super open and transparent about everything. I'm going to do a whole Q&A episode about like what questions you maybe have about the conception process, about the first trimester, about anything. So I'm going to drop a question box on Instagram, excuse me, on Instagram at Crin Angelica if we're not already connected, whether maybe I'll do it, um, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, if you listen to this in real time, so I can give some people some time to like listen to this episode, but I'm going to put a question box up there so you can drop any questions so I could answer them on here and see what you're like curious about hearing more of, but head over there to see any pictures that you want to see of just like the whole journey has just been so amazing. And I'm so happy to finally be able to share this with you. I'm like, oh, I feel like I was hiding something from you for so long and I hated it, but, um, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for being part of this community. And so I can share this exciting information with you. And again, I just want to stress that I want this information to be something that shows you what's possible. Okay. Because again, this wasn't supposed to be easy for me. I cannot stress this enough. I've always have had a fear that I wasn't going to be able to get pregnant. And maybe you can connect with that. Maybe you feel that way. Maybe you have tried and you haven't been able to, maybe you haven't started trying it, but you have that fear. And I 
know with full confidence that there are so many things that you can do in your health and in your partner's health that is going to greatly increase your chances of having not only getting pregnant, but staying pregnant and feeling as good as you can throughout the process. Because that's also what's really important of like feeling really good throughout it. So I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so glad I got to finally share this with you. Come connect with me on Instagram so you can see all the things. You can ask any questions you have that you want me to drop here. I'll be doing separate podcast episodes on first trimester stuff. Obviously, it's not all we're going to be talking about for forever. I'm going to, of course, keep giving all information about everything, but I really want to be transparent about what is going on and what has been going on because not a lot of people talk about it. So that's why we have this podcast. But I love you. I'm so grateful for you. Again, if you, I think I talked about this on Friday too, but if you haven't already downloaded the free um, pregnancy safe product guide, the beauty and household cleaning product guide, that link is always in the show notes. Be sure to download that. It's totally free. Also, if you aren't on my email fam, I send out weekly emails, um, information about, you know, just life, information about my favorite things that I'm loving, uh, podcast reminders. Like that's how I connect with you outside of here. I used to have a text community, but I recently shut that down. So now it's just, it's this email, social media. So if you aren't on my email fam and you want to get just like weekly updates, some things I'm loving, some meditations I like, things like that, the link will be like in that for the link will be in the show notes for that as well. Um, but again, thank you so much for being here. would love to hear your feedback on this. I am so grateful for you. I hope you have an amazing day and we'll chat soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.